right, welcome everybody. It's episode six today on April 30th, last day of April. How exciting! So, so exciting. All right, tonight I'm in a new seat. So, across from me on the table is Steve. Hello, everyone. And to my right is Griffin James from Local Basket Case. Howdy. And we're going to get to it here. But first, our email hot take from the kitchen at gmail.com. As H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Hot Take from the Kitchen. And we also have new places to get the podcast at. Uh, not only are we on Anchor now, who helps us put this all together, we're also on Stitcher, which I use on my phone at work. We're on iTunes, been there for a while. And we're now on Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Google Play. Google Play was today. And Google Play was just today. Very Stitcher, Stitcher was over the weekend on Saturday or Sunday, and Overcast, Pot, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public were Saturday, I think, too. But. And when I get it done with my schoolwork, which is hopefully this week, we'll hopefully get up on Spotify next. So Awesome. You should probably try Amazon, too. I mean, I'll do, go you, all you out. Just say the word, and I'll do it. So. Go all out. All right. Anything else? Um, I don't think we have anything in the mailbag. No. Just this. the good news to share that we're on a couple different feeds now, which hopefully increase our base a little bit. Let's hope so. All right. Let's get to it. All right. Our first segment tonight is Plate of Hot Takes. It was such a good time last week. We're going to do it again this week. And our first topic is the NBA playoffs. We're in the round two now of everything. And the matchups in the East are the Boston Celtics against the Philadelphia 76ers and the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Toronto Raptors. And in the West, it's the Golden State Warriors against the New Orleans Pelicans and the Houston Rockets against the Utah Jazz. I've actually been watching the playoffs this year for some reason. I guess it's nothing else on TV, so let's watch some basketball. Are you a playoff? Are you a basketball guy? I, I am actually a big basketball guy. Just, what's your Instagram handle? Share it with everyone. Cause I love Sean it. Camp Rules 40. <laughs> because Sean Camp is – my all-time favorite NBA basketball player. The way he used to dunk was amazing. Um, well, I can't. Rain Man. I can't argue. With him. Yeah. yeah. Um, arguably one of the, the greatest in-game dunkers of all yes. time. Um, I think the only person I could think of that comes close is Vince Carter. Oh yeah, Dominique was Dominique too. Dominique too. Be the top. Well, I I don't know. Vince is just. On a whole different level. A whole different level. They both, all three of them have their own different things. Dominique dunked on you like you he, you owed him money. Like <laughs> he was, like, he was mad. Like yeah, like you had fifty bucks. He was an angry dunk. Like, you owed him fifty bucks and you haven't paid him. He's just like <laughs> mad. Um, Sean Kemp. You know what my problem with Sean Kemp is? I keep letting his personal life cloud my <laughs> my judgment of his dunking ability, which I shouldn't let it do it. But um, man, him and Gary Payton. The glove, man. He, yeah. they, those two together were were awesome to watch. I remember as a kid watching them, just thinking, "Wow, they are amazing together." But Sean Kemp, I, 
still have his jersey. I've just always been a big, uh, I was always a Sonics fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I was bummed one to see, to see that, uh, league or that team kind of go, but, um, yeah, huge Sean Kemp fan. The Lister Blister and the Chris Gatling dunk, right? <laughs> and Chris Gatling dunk is probably the best one, the one because he gives him five afterwards. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I got shit on. So. Yeah, you got yeah. dumped on so bad <laughs> that I, you dumped on me so hard, I have to give you dap afterwards. <laughs> so, like, that's seriously epic. Okay, well, then we can talk a little bit about NBA since you're comfortable with NBA. Um, Sixers, Celtics playing right now. Really? Yeah. And. Of course, I mean, Brad knows this. I don't know how well you know me, but my man crush is J.J. Reddick. So, like, um, I've been following. I don't necessarily follow the Sixers. I just follow J.J. wherever he goes. So, obviously, I'm I'm, – There's a restraining order. Yeah. (laughs) There might be a restraining order. (laughs) Of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But Sixers are really cool. I mean, by far, probably the most exciting team in the East once Boston fell apart. You know, and, and they and definitely Um So, um, what do you think about that? Um, I, you know, I, I feel like the 76ers in the past couple of years have really changed the franchise around. Um, the players um, on there have just been amazing. I am a big JJ Redick fan. Um, he came from, uh, he played with Magic for a while, didn't he? Orlando? Orlando, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was there for a while. I remember that. Probably, no. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did. <laughs> yeah, maybe he <laughs> did. Um, so who you got? Magic um, or sorry, seventy sixers, Celtics. Seventy sixers for sure. And I, I, six, seven, four. Probably, I would say six. I got the Sixers in five. I I know that I think the seventy sixers are going to win. I think it's going to be in six. I don't really know. Um, they definitely were. Miami beat them up, which is I was really I really like seeing that. They were just like, ah, and I think that's, you got to have that rite of passage of physicality. Um, they're by far the more talented team. If uh, Kyrie and um, Gordon were both playing, we and then of course, it'd Jim be a different probably, story. It'd be a different, but I think they're just severely undermanned. Oh, yeah. um, so, and I don't like saying because I really wasn't a fan of him, although Brad loves him. But Ben Simmons is on a whole different level. I mean, there's only a couple players in the world that can do what he can do. And he is one of them. It is really just unbelievable. He's quite the talent they have there. So he really is. Him and Embiid are them together for how many ever years is going to be something else right now. Yeah. Okay. So we got um, an old matchup: Toronto, Cleveland. Who do you got? Cleveland. Interesting. Yeah. My head is telling me Toronto, but I just know for some reason Cleveland's going to pull it out. But I, you know, you, I kind of wondered if Cleveland kind of got the shy off their, you know, the monkey off their back with that victory over Washington. But of course, they they haven't had a problem really getting out of the first round. Toronto, their problems when they get to LeBron, yeah. and for whatever reason, um, LeBron, there's a combination of LeBron plus. DeRozan and then uh, what's some jigger they're not Tyler Lowry, yeah, Lowry. Lowry they're not getting Lowry. together and they just tend to fade in the big moments so I don't know if this is the year where they get past that and it, and you gotta almost feel bad for them because it's almost like hey if you get through LeBron and the Cavs you don't have to go to the NBA Finals you actually gotta probably face the 76ers who you could make the arguments playing the best basketball in the East right now so, for sure um, did you guys watch Houston last night I didn't no I didn't 
Um, I watched a little bit of Houston. Houston, I think I think we owe Houston and Gold State's probably inevitable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it always. I feel like it comes down to those two quite a bit, doesn't it? Well, I mean, with the new way, um, you know, with the trades and everything. Yeah. Like, for the West, um, I was surprised. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is pretty cool to watch, but he's not going to be able to. I mean, there's one of him and three or four decent guys on Houston, and plus they can rotate players. But Houston has an athletically enough alignment that lineup they can rotate defenders on Mitchell and. He's just going to get tired out probably by the fourth game. He just, yeah. yeah. Um, as for the Warriors, my buddy I work with, Chris, mm-hmm. I'm going to call him out and put him on blast. See if he, listens. <laughs> he really thought the Pelicans were going to take it to the Warriors. And I told him that you have to understand the, the Pelicans ran up and down on the Blazers, and the Blazers just weren't ready for it. And I go, you cannot run. On Golden State, you, you that's just, what they want to do all yeah, the time. You, I go, I don't understand. What are you thinking? And he's like, no. And I was like, no. And you saw it. They tried that first half. Like we're going to run up and down on them, like we did Portland. And it was eighty. And this, you know, Golden State had eighty points to half. And they're both like, eh, time out. Like let's, let's readjust our, it. Let's yeah. rethink our strategy. Maybe we should just throw the ball down the if you need it. So uh, I just Draymond Green's going to. Probably get Anthony Davis to punch him. That was another prediction I had for that. Because he is by far the one of the most – he's like Dennis Rodman. He just gets in your head, and he's very annoying. And um, I think Anthony Davis at some point will get frustrated and lash out. Punch him right in the face. I can see that happening. I don't know if you'll punch him, but I can just – It could be a punch. You, you never know. Punch. From the brow. It could be Rajon Rondo that's wrong with punch. So let's just skip ahead, even though we probably shouldn't do it because we like to keep it hot takey. But let's assume we got Oklahoma. I'm sorry, um, Golden State and Houston. Who do you guys think? I got Golden State. I got Golden State too. I I enjoy watching Golden State. I like Golden State. Golden State's fun, and I think yeah, that's why the Sixers are fun to watch too because they play the same brand of basketball. And that's and I guess that we could have that conversation maybe for a different day if you come on again. But. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely seems like isolation basketball in the NBA is going away. And this ball-dominant player of dribbling the ball and backing it down, which probably started with Charles Barkley. And you now you see people like Melo and Russi and all these guys who are, are great, great basketball players. But they're really struggling now. And you have this fluidity that's come out of now where people are working the ball around and, you know, 25, 30 assists a game. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. So I'm not surprised. With that, I'm stalling. Yeah. If Steph Curry is healthy, it's Golden State. If Steph Curry isn't healthy, then I think Houston will probably actually beat him. Oh. We'll see how he plays tonight. He's supposed to play in game two. So, yeah. so there's that. I think the Sixers are coming out of the East. So do I. And I think they're going to get beat down by Golden State. But it, I think whoever probably – well, if they play Houston, I'm saying there's a chance because Houston's kind of into too. But Golden State will mop the floor with 76ers just because – there's that mentality of, oh, man, we're so happy to be here. <laughs> and that will be great, and that will carry them there. But, man, when you have a team that's been there before and just knows, knows a, what to do. Know, how, it knows be, how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to sweep them. I'm just saying that. Oh, be surprised <laughs> the sweep. No, I wouldn't be either. But, um, yeah, so that's my kind of hot. That would be a good matchup, match Golden State and 76ers. That would be sweet to watch. The NBA would love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Current future. I mean, that would just be a whole bunch. It'd be great basketball. Exciting. I mean, probably 160 to 140. 
That would be that would be epic games right there. You know, I I guess I mean we could keep going with hot take. I, I really like to see what you guys think since I watched the Cavs game last night. Did you guys watch it at all? I saw some highlights from it. I listened mostly on the radio. Okay. Um, the by far the most effective Cleveland lineup is with three shooters and LeBron. Technically, I guess if you want to say LeBron can be a three-point shooter, he's streaky. But, you know, Korver was in there when Kevin Love was in there and J.R. Smith was in there. They were able to spread that floor out and kind of give LeBron the space, and then they would just have Tristan Thompson crash the boards. I think the the three-point shooter today is almost unbelievable paramount in today's NBA offensive. I think it's almost more important than rebounding. Oh. I really do. Um, you need it for floor spacing. You need it to keep the defense honest. And honestly, a three is worth more than two. And, uh, I mean, Gold State – so I remember two years ago I read a – I saw something on um, ESPN.com where they were showing that part of the reason Gold State wins much is because they shoot so many more threes, so they're scoring all these many points. And, um, it was just kind of crazy. So That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I uh... – I guess I haven't thought about it like that. Like, you know, you really don't see too many really good three-point shooters anymore. <clears throat> so when you do find one, I mean, that's that's huge. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. We tangent it, which is okay. I just – I mean, Brad and I, maybe the next week we're going to have a podcast. And, you know, Brad and I are basketball heads. We can talk about – Basketball. We can talk about basketball. Old school hip hop, nineties R and B, nonstop. So I mean, those are the, those are our movies. Those are our wheelhouses and our strengths. But, um, yeah, why don't you move on and pick something else? All right. Topic number two: The Avengers. The new movie came out Friday or Thursday, wherever you're at. And Steve saw it. I don't Did you see it? I have not seen it. I haven't seen it either. I don't know if I'm going to see it anytime soon. But what I will say. So I won't run it for you two. It lived up to the hype, okay. which I think says a lot. Civil War didn't do that for me. And the problem I had with Civil War was, I don't, are, do you read comics? Oh, yeah. Love okay. comic books. All right. So um, there's certain epic things that happen along the comic thing that I feel like they're so epic to that storyline that they have to happen. Mm-hmm. When you take them away and you don't let them happen, I get mad. <laughs> and that happened in Civil War. I had a real problem with it. However, they did a pretty good job of this. I still have some questions, and I guess it doesn't have to be perfect. And what somebody told me a while ago, because I get all on my, well, this is how it has to be. It? <laughs> I know this is how it was. Um, to more think about it as somebody writing a different comic book, just with a different storyline. So, like, how you know, there's a spectacular Spider-Man. There's the Amazing Spider-Man. You know, so there's still two Spider-Man. One has web coming out of his wrist. One has web cartridges. You know, you can, you know, let it go. So <laughs> I've let it go. I've learned, it go. I've, I've learned to let it go. And I've said, <laughs> okay. I took a deep breath and I was like, okay, I'm not going to be that angle about it. And it was really, really good. Was it? But so it was kind of, it, it gapped the storyline of like the true comics. Do you, have you read the defending outline? No, but. Okay. Well, then you'll love it. Uh, okay. if, if, read, I, if I don't know it, then I'm going to yeah, love it. If you've not read the Infinity right. War, you're going to absolutely love that movie. You're going to think it's the best 
comic book movie ever. <laughs> the problem is, is I read these things. I don't just read them, but I really read them. Like, sure. into them. And then I'm like, wait, how? that's not even real because this didn't happen. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, you know, like Civil War. The big thing in Civil War is Peter Parker took off, or Spider-Man took off his mask. Revealed himself. Yeah. Revealed himself. I mean, you have to understand, like, what? Come on. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> how can you take that away? That is, like, huge. I mean, so, you know, the fact that they, that didn't happen is so cool. But I get it. I, I was just like, this is, I'm done. <laughs> no, you know, I, mean, I, I almost got I just wanted to get out of the theater and leave when I saw that didn't happen. Adapted. Yeah. Yep. You got it. That's what you got to go. I know. That's, and that's on me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that that is a, that's a Steve problem. <laughs> but it is worth going to see. 100%. Okay. You got to see it in the theater. 100%. Okay. It's one of those movies that I think you have to see in the theater. And now, how many just more of those? Take a cushion. What? So just take a cushion. It's a long movie. Yeah. Brad is disappointed. Honestly, there's so much going on. I had a really bad seat, and I'm not just dogging them, but one of those seats that were broken and kind of tilted forward. Oh. Which happens at our theater, and but I, it's kind of I tested it out. It was good. <laughs> it was worth it. Um, there's a lot. Okay. They're not going to use this movie, but they're going to use this storyline to reboot the universe, which is totally a comic book thing. Oh, gotcha. So, and what I mean by that is supposedly is all these actors are signed on for like seven movie contract deals. Mm. So a lot of these guys are signed up for seven movies and then the next one will be their seventh movie and then they're bringing all these new characters who are signed on for a seventh movie so some of them will get re-signed on and then we'll so it's going to be forever i mean they're going to be making well, these comments so we we've talked about this last last well maybe week. james cameron is right now everybody just needs to stop going to see avengers and yeah, yeah, that's not gonna happen but i know that yeah it's becoming overkill yeah and you know that is the problem is that We've talked about, I don't know if you listened last week, but the problem is there, it's like they just opened this treasure chest, like, oh my God, look at all these stories. We, yeah. can, we can do it. Let's just make a movie out yeah, of it. Yeah, we, we have, unlimited, yeah. I mean, 100, 100 years of people have been writing stories, and now we can make <laughs> movies. So there is some originality that is lacking, that is for certain. So. All right. We'll skip topic three. Don't know if sports. Yeah. Topic four, 51% of millennials blame baby boomers for ruining their lives. So I like this one, and the reason I chose this one uh, okay. is because you both are baby boomers, correct? Mm-hmm. Brad, your fringe, I think. Yes. 81? Yes. Yeah. That's millennials, baby boomers, boomers are... Oh, I'm sorry, but you're both millennials. So I thought it would be fun. Since I'm not a, a millennial, technically. <laughs> um, if you guys are mad at the baby boomers for ruining your lives or not. And I don't, I mean, <laughs> I'm 85, so I'm technically a millennial. Um, but, I mean, the baby boomers, I feel like, yeah, put a lot of blame on other people. And, you know, they, they really like speaking their voices. And they're, they have really taken over social media, which is now such a huge impact in our world, that they can get the word out. They, I mean, especially with the whole... Um, gun control thing. I mean, there was a bunch of people coming up and talking about <laughs> it, and you know, really, really speaking their voices when it came up, when it came about um, different topics. And so, I feel like baby boomers. Um, you know, I, I are you mad at them? A little bit. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 a little bit. 
Because I feel like there's some entitlement here, and I feel like they just expect, you know, everything to be tossed their way when... Oh, more millennials, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's... Uh, well, I think the point of the study was is that... And there's two different... There was a couple of different things here. I guess, depending on how you want to look at it, is that it's the chicken before the egg question. Is Are you upset that... The baby boomers raise millennials a certain way, so that's why millennials are the way they are. The world is the way it is. Or are you just – at some point, my opinion is that people just have to own up for themselves. Like, that's what I know probably you and I would have the same opinion as a brand. Um, like, I don't know. It's tough. I just thought it was funny that, like, it's trending on Twitter. It was the number one trending topic on Twitter this morning when I opened my bureau at work. said – Millennials are pissed off with baby boomers. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I'm surprised it's only 51%. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, I feel like every generation blames the next generation for something. You know, it's it's always, you know, somebody's fault for doing something. So it's... Uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, yeah I get it. So anything to add? Or are we hot takey? No. That was pretty hot takey. That was pretty hot takey. You know, outside the basketball tangent. (laughs) That was good. So, I don't know how many people actually know you. Um, I know Brad introduced you. So, I thought what we would do is for the people that don't know you at all, Sure. Tell a little bit about yourself, and then as we talk about that, as you talk about that, then maybe we can get into how they might know you, because they might know you, they, but they might they not know, know. They, they don't, don't know, know you. Know so, yeah. so I thought maybe what we would do is, why don't you tell me, tell, just tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I am one of the uh, co-owners of the local basket case down here in Alpena. Um I uh, just recently bought a home on Richardson, right, in Alpena, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, I enjoy having a three-year-old. Um, and big news, I am getting married this week. Wow. Yeah. So oh, my I'm gosh. Dropping that on this. Um, yeah, so we have decided to uh, get married this week. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. I know. So we uh, – Yeah, thank you. We, um, we got engaged uh, last year when we were in Florida. And uh, we've just been kind of putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And, you know, when when this happens or what, you know, when it, we just were like, okay, we're just going to go get married this week. So we, we just told our immediate family and now everybody knows. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we did an overrated list last week. <laughs> Top five overrated things. Um, weddings were almost on my list. Absolutely. Um their amount of money and stress and everything that's evolved in the pop oh, circumstances. Really, um, I have a friend and I don't know, I don't want to name him because I don't know if he would want me to name him, but sure. he gives his kids a choice. He says, I can give you this chunk of money. I have this chunk of money for you. You can do one or two things with it. You can have this big, awesome wedding and you guys can do whatever you want, make it as cool as you want, or you can use this money to put a down payment on your house. And Pick he gives that option to all you know all of his kids. Sure. And I was like, that's flipping brilliant. It yeah. really is because I look back at the amount of money that my wife and I dropped on our wedding, and you know it's easy for me to sit here and go, man, you know. But 
you know, you're just like, it's just a lot of money for a day. To- for one day for people to come. And I, it, it's great to see everybody's family, but, um, you know, to, to spend like $15,000 on a bunch of people to come eat chicken wings and get drunk. I just, uh, I don't, I don't see the sense in that when you could utilize that money. Like we just bought a house and, uh, you know, it, it would, it would take a while for us to gain that much more money to have this extravagant big wedding with everybody there. And, you know, I don't necessarily know if I want to see my <laughs> uncle from California, you know, like, I, I, I guess I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I respect family. I love family, but you know, I, I don't know if that is totally necessary when it comes to marriage, it should be the root of what's important. And that is just coming together as a couple. Yeah. And that is love right there. Not having a big party where, you know, you spend a bunch of money just to glorify one day. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're going to go right down the courthouse. I mean, this is a very kind of untraditional way. Um, go down the courthouse and, uh, have a couple witnesses and get married that day. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, not many people do that. I feel like, you know, it's nowadays not necessarily frowned upon, but everybody wants this big wedding to shoot a bunch of pictures. And, you know, I'm not trying to justify it to myself right now because, um, Go ahead, it's your time. Yes, it's my time. I just, uh, I love this girl, and I just want her to be my wife, and um, that's the most important thing to me. So, yeah, we're going to take Maddie down there with us. That's awesome. You don't mind if I pivot and say, you don't happen to have a single girl for Brad. (laughs) So, and I feel like my goal for the rest of this podcast is to work that in as much as I possibly can. So, Well, Brad, I will work on that. I, um... Andrea has a lot of friends who are single um, that are very nice. So I don't see what I can do for you, buddy. This man, let's totally take a tangent off of being back. Well, let's talk about, I don't know if I've ever really had this opportunity to really talk about her. Brad is housebroken. So what I mean by that is Brad is a 100% self-sufficient man. He cooks, cleans by the look of his house. Very clean around here. Much better than me. Um, Cooks, cleans, irons, does, does laundry, does it all. Loves yeah. kids. Um, has a great sensitive side that I like to poke on at, but it really is amazing. Um, yeah, it's cool. Now you has that a house, stable job. Yeah, um, I could go on and on. You, you know, just have but, it all. So total package. Yeah, loves his mama. I do. You gotta love your mom. Loves his mom. <laughs> you gotta love loves your dad mom too. So, but yeah, so I guess if people are listening and again, if, I mean, I know you just met Brad tonight, but you know, if you happen, you know, to know somebody it, or if you're a girl and you're listening to this at work and you're like, man, maybe you should just hit Brad up because you never know. Stranger, things, stranger things have happened. That's right. It will happen. And you shouldn't wait for Brad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might be waiting a while. You might be waiting a while. <laughs> so, Start twiddling your thumbs. So back to you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a great pivot. Yeah. So it's like time out. Let's rerun the offense. Brad is um, awesome. <laughs> did you spend any time out at Alpine? Did you go to school anywhere? Um, so what I did is after high school, um, I moved to Grand Rapids with 11 of my friends. And uh, we got two houses together uh, right downtown uh, Grand Rapids. And I went to school for like two months. School has never been my 
forte, which is crazy because both my parents are in the school system. <laughs> However, um, you know, when I was, I remember in elementary school, I was selling my Yikes pencils and my Goosebumps books and back. Like I've, I've always had this businessman kind of mentality. I've uh, always wanted to work, get my hands dirty and school. I just was, it just kind of drove me a little crazy. Not saying that I'll never further my education, which I believe is really important for people to do, but um, yes, I, I wanted to work. I wanted to make money. I wanted to live the American dream. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 11, that's awesome. I heard 11 people in the house or school work done, I'm guessing, with 11 friends. We basically went down there to party. Yeah. I mean, that, that that to get away from, you know, parents and the life of Alpina, we all moved down there. And a lot of them did go to school and continued their education are very successful now. Um, but I got myself a job and I worked myself very hard. Um kind of prove to myself that you know I I don't I don't need mommy and daddy I I can I can I wanted to prove it to myself that I can make it on my own um because you know there's there's a lot of people that didn't go to school Abraham Lincoln Winston Churchill oh I can I um, <laughs> you know yeah I get I have a couple stories Mark Twain um you know that are personal with me that have to do with school but um yeah, you're hundred percent right. It really couldn't. Uh, I think your attitude has more to do with anything Absolutely. else in this entire world. I mean, if you believe or you, you want to or you think you can, I think that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, and drive. And know? drive. So, like, we're believing that through this podcast, Brad's going to get fired. I really hope that happens, Brad. Well, That'd be amazing if yeah, through be. this you got a girlfriend. That would be something. I'm actually. I don't know what. <laughs> Part of me would be that like, excited. That's one half of me would just right shut now. it down. Like, Dave Ramsey, <laughs> Stop. Shut it down. We're done. We're done. We're good here. My work's done. My life mission, mission is complete. Mission. However, the other side it would be like, I think people would want updates. Like, how'd really? the first day go, Brad? Like, um, and then, you know, as you've progressed in the whole thing, I think people would want, I mean, they would buy in on that. I, Wasn't I'm, that one of the plans was to follow me? Yes, I would totally. I, I don't know if I ever told you, but I had this dream. Brad's very soft-spoken and he's very shy and my reality tv show is just to put brad in awkward situations <laughs> with like if i if someone gave you like a billion dollars in a tv camera what would you do and i was just like put him in awkward just situations. awkward situations and just film them and it would be the most entertaining <laughs> thing ever because he's the sweetest person you'll ever meet and he just can't be mean really yeah i mean he, he reaches a point where he'll snap and then that's good too that's just as much gold as watching him just try to I have a video of him walking out on um, Willis Tower in Chicago, the old, what is it, it used to be called? Sears Tower. Sears Tower. It used to be Sears Tower. But then the glass ledge where you walk out. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Been there, yeah. Okay. I have a video of him doing that. I am scared of heights. Are you really? Literally, I was in the one side of glass video, so I'm right out there taping him. Yeah. And you go, and the look on Brad's face was just and, like, and Whoa. I'm like, get, oh, and you get me, <laughs> he's, he's just like, Fine, I'll do it, and it was amazing. Like the, the, it, that was all, the entire TV show, just, <laughs> just well, me just torturing Brad, <laughs> like speed dating, just a, like an awesome speed dating. <laughs> Anyways, right. so, I'm talking not too much about me. No, uh, but anyways, <laughs> okay. So I thought we would pivot. I wanted people to at least know who you were because I think sure. they can identify you with the local basket case. Yeah, um, I'm you're a local the friendly dude yeah. that knows everything about that place. 
<laughs> but before we get into that, because I know we can tangent hugely on that, I thought we'd talk about what kind of started the basket case, okay. which was Cabin Creek. Cabin Creek. It, it uh, originated at Cabin Creek. Molly, uh, my sister, um, was getting a lot of requests from customers about Alpina and Alpina or Alpina, Michigan, uh, like clothing and um, gifts and keepsakes and stuff. So uh, she found um, a location right across the street on Second, um, kind of by State Theater, where she um, brought in like five vendors worth of product. And cook chicken there. Cook chicken, you remember that? Dude, I'm day one. You remember that? I'm day one. We were day one. So. I remember you in the old spot. I remember you coming in with uh, Allison and stuff. Well, yeah, we're, we are, we're OGs. I remember you came in, you were looking for, you were sending a gift basket to somebody. Yeah, we, but we, I remember we like that. To, that we crazy. like to that do like, that with anyone that's from the area that moves away. And in that situation, her brother started moving. You know, her brother went to college, he was away, and then he went on um, having, he came home for a little while while he was trying to find a teaching job. Mm -hmm. Didn't have much luck in Michigan, and then finally he just decided. I am want to be a teacher. I'm going to go there wherever it takes me. And that was Kansas, which Kansas is 20 hours away. It's coming home this, in, in a couple of weeks, but um, it was, you know, it was sad. You know, I mean, Allison and Aaron are twins and they're close and they've always just, been together. I was going to ask you, are they twins? Yeah. They okay. Are. They are. And for them to kind of just go through that whole thing, you know, but not saying that, you know, they weren't apart before, but really to know that, like, to know that you have someone you care about that's so far away that if something happened to him, you can't get to him right away. You know, sure. when Aaron was away at college, we'd be there in three and a half hours of early maniacs, you know, but not but 20 hours, yeah, 20 hours, a whole different, you know, and of course it forced him to kind of do some things on his own. And, and you know, it, it definitely turned out an awesome thing for him, but sure. you know, that's, those are the things. And even now, even to, to this day, when we go, you know, Christmas shot, you see this in there all the time at Christmas, bro. All the time. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I remember the chicken. That's where I came from. I was the chicken, there, I the chicken and I'm like, I know they're using that for whatever they're doing at Cabin Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to, when I uh, first started there, it was uh, I was cutting chicken in the back. So, uh, yeah, no, that was um, so. Anyways, I forget what I was talking about. Yeah, Molly um, brought in five vendors worth of product and um, opened up, and it just kind of. People started slowly noticing, like, hey, I can go there and get some, you know, Michigan-made product, which, uh, you know, people really seem to like. And now um, we moved from that location to 109 Chisholm, uh, right between the Owl and, Sco Owl and Scoops. And now we have 30 vendors, and uh, it's twice the square footage. So, yeah, we're just... Uh, you know, staying busy with the shop in Alpina. And that's that's kind of where it started. And my mom actually came up with the name, The Local Bass Case. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I know, I don't know if other people know, I know you guys roast your beans or yeah. flavor, flavors. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm not going to let you go to The Local Basket Case yet. No, I we, can, we, we, can, we can hop back to that. Yeah. But. Oh, no, because we, we will. We'll get into it. <laughs> we will. Um, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know you guys do your own beans. We Yeah, it just started last uh, June. June 2016, actually, so not last June, but um, so uh, Gary, Molly's uh, boyfriend, um, he does all the roasting and stuff, and that is uh, in the mall, right behind Cabin Creek in the mall, mm -hmm. 
but uh, yeah, they roast all their own uh, beans there, all flavors and everything. Uh, Burning Daylight is probably my favorite. I don't know if you've ever drank that before. Harvest Cream. Harvest Cream. Shut it down. Let's go home. <laughs> You've been a big fan of Harvest Cream for a while. Yeah, I remember you talking about Harvest Cream. Harvest Cream. I just. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's like Eskimo Kisses at Scoops. It's, well, for my buddy, I personally like the Elvis, which, and if you don't know what the Elvis is at Scoops, ask for it. Say, we were listening to Stephen Brad, and you want an Elvis, <laughs> and just trust us. Elvis is tasty. It's amazing. Is it banana and peanut butter and yes. something? Yeah. But okay. it is, it's almost a meal. Oh. When you get it done with it, you just feel gross. <laughs> um, that is the downside. You feel like Elvis. You feel like Elvis. You, 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 Elvis. Bad, bad Elvis. you want to pass out on the toilet. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it, it is amazing. Awesome. Really is. I remember one time I got the Elvis, and I was with Matt and Cynthia, and Henry, like, drank at least the half of it. He kind of like, he just like leaning over and Matt and I were talking and Henry had an ice cream cone, but he would be like. <laughs> <laughs> so is that actually on the menu? It used to be, but it's not now. I mean, they know what it is. Because too many people had heart attacks. But if you go in there, it's not on the, <laughs> it's not on the board. They usually had it on the sign by the register. Oh, really? Oh, I'll have to try that out. That sounds good. So let's let's segue to that. Is there a secret thing at Cabin Creek that no one knows about? Is there a secret like, thing? Like the Elvis, for example, at Scoops. Um, there used to be the Butter Bear. But the know. Butter Bear. Which I was trying to get them to actually put it on the board. <laughs> but I, didn't, I stopped trying it kind of very hard. So I didn't, you know, but. I feel like those girls are um, always making up different drinks and stuff. I can't remember anything specifically, but they make me this flatbread pizza with Fiesta spread. Okay. It's not on the menu, but it is the best pizza you'll eat. It is Fiesta spread, mozzarella, red peppers, uh, chicken and bacon. Um, you have to ask for it specifically and have Haley make it for you. But that is a super good pizza. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm it's trying. a little bit spicy. It has chicken and bacon on it. I mean, it is, to me, that that's like a personal thing I love. That's kind of like a hidden secret. And this is me kind of introducing it to everybody because I wanted to keep it kind of a secret. But I'm telling you guys and hey, everybody else. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Does it have a special name or is it just the Fiesta Pizza? The Fiesta, the Griffin Pizza, the what we make for Griffin when I, cause I always call and they're busy and they're like, what do you want Griff? And <laughs> give me a pizza. And so they, uh, yeah, they make me up a special pizza, which is really nice. So. So anything else you want to talk about in the Creek Creek before we pivot on to the basket case? Um, you know what, with going back to roasting our own beans is, um, looking towards the future, we would like to distribute, uh, like bagged coffee, yeah. bagged beans to different retailers across Michigan. So that's one thing that uh, we're kind of looking into uh, the labeling and um, that whole process. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've talked to Molly about kind of wanting to head that and, you know, um, you know, basically sell it uh, to different retailers. But uh, we have our first order of coffee going down to Michigan State of Mind um in rochester cool they're a michigan based uh they do all their screen printing and stuff there but they just placed a coffee order with us um so they could exclusively sell 
coffee uh, in their store. So that's kind of our first. Well, it's cool that you guys were what Pure Michigan's top five coffee place houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that carries some type of yeah. I can imagine. And definitely does. It gives us a lot of recognition. I mean, people. Um, and Alpina will always stop in there and be like, hey, you know, I saw this place on the top five. And you know, that, that was a huge honor. I know Molly, um, that's like one of the most excited times I've ever seen her, <laughs> you know, because she's she's nonstop work at on Cabin Creek for 11 years. I mean, she's one of the most hardworking people I've ever seen. She's been a great role, role model for me. Um, she's always going. Like, always going. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy, which I mean. Luckily, she owns a coffee joint, so that really <laughs> that really helps her keep going. Yeah. But that that girl, I I mean, twenty four hours in the day, she's probably moving twenty hours of it. Like she maybe I I don't even know if she sleeps. She's just <laughs> constantly going, going, going. Um. So it's it's really impressive. It makes me feel lazy. You know, it makes me feel like I should be moving more. But um, yeah, she's a she's a hard worker, definitely. Well, we both. Love Captain Creek. Yeah, I'm there every morning for coffee. I don't go there nearly as much as I, I should, but when I have time. Sure. I'll I just saw you there last Saturday. Well, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I just saw you there. For me, is, for, I won't lie. For me, it's purely an on-time issue. Yeah. If I can, if I have ten minutes to spare, I go. If I don't, if it's because there's plenty of times I've walked in our morning sales meeting with a Captain Creek coffee five minutes late, and I'm like. Yeah, uh, sorry, this was more important, <laughs> and it's kind of not, it's kind of frowned upon, but sure. you know, whatever. I mean, certainly, I just feel bad. I don't think yeah. my boss really cares. So. Um, and kind of the elephant in the room when it comes to Cabin Creek is Big B coming to town. Well, you and I have had this talk, yeah. you know, a couple times. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing No, for Alpino. And competition always makes you sharper, but I don't. I mean, I like to believe. I'm sure it's going to take some business initially away. Sure. But I think what you guys do really well, there's no way they can hang with that. And the things that they do good, I guess I don't ever get from you. So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those blended frap McDonald's. <laughs> well, no. I mean, that's, that's where they're – I believe that's what – I mean, yeah, that's just like, not my thing. I don't yeah. like a lot of sweet. That's just not my up my alley. So – for me to get excited about it, I just don't. Sure. Um, I'm ex- I think anytime you can bring in something that from people out of town when they come to Alpia mm-hmm. can go, oh, I know what that is. Apple, that's why I thought Applebee's, and when the last time I had this talk, I thought that's why Applebee's was a, was a big deal Perfect. because people know what to expect when they walk into an Applebee's. I'll get the riblets and fries. They know what the riblets and fries are. So, yeah. but versus when you go to the courtyard or the fresh palate and you're like, one what is, is the, the war pony? Like, what in the world are you talking about? Now, the war pony is amazing, but spicy. So, yeah. Yeah. And, then, um, and I think that goes for you guys. So, like, yeah. when people go see Cabin Creek and they're like, oh, it's a good coffee, isn't it? Because people could, people could be snobs about coffee. It's, Absolutely. It's well Wine, beer. I mean, yeah. But people get that comfortable name recognition and it keeps people downtown. And I, you know, maybe it's, Naive of me to think that you know, but I think yeah. I uh, you took every word I was gonna say <laughs> because I was gonna I was gonna say the exact same thing. Competition, you know, makes you sharper, and um, 
you know, as as, as uh, a small business and company, I mean, we're not we're not nervous. We're not scared. I mean, we have so many loyal uh, customers uh, that have been with Kevin Creek from the get go, and um, I've really taken a liking to it. I mean, there's some there's people that live there. I mean, they love that place so much, and so the window peeps. <laughs> yeah, the window peeps. The window peeps, <laughs> not the trivia window peeps, but the cavalry window peeps. Brad's uncle was a window peep. Oh, really? I don't know if you knew that or not. So, uh-uh. Yep, Brad's uncle. And when I walk in there every morning, they're all like, in fact, all three guys, in one shape or form, have, well, Paul's bought his car from Big Open Bruce, but everybody there has bought a vehicle from me. So. Oh. But then on that table, Brad's aunt, they bought an Equinox, Larry, <laughs> bought a, Larry bought a Camaro, and then. Paul's always, you know, training in classes. So. Paul's my cousin too. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it's albeit everybody's got everybody one. knows everybody. Everybody's related so. somehow. Um, no, I, I mean, it is again, what it is. I mean, that that's that, that's it's bound to happen. Um, you know, but I, I think uh, Molly's ready for it, and I, we're all ready. We're all ready to, you know, prove ourselves even more when it comes to, you know, providing awesome coffee and food uh, on top of customer service. I mean, it shouldn't be that big of a, big of a deal. So, um, yeah, on that note. I like it. Yeah. I texted my sister-in-law last week. She lives down in Ann Arbor. It's text her like, hey, Big B's going to be open May 8th. She's like, oh, that's cool, but Cabin Creek for life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, people, she some people are OGs when it comes to Cabin Creek. And I mean, it's, every time she comes up here, she's just got to go to Cabin Creek. And Yeah, I don't think the people of Alpena would allow Cabin Creek to ever go anywhere. I mean, it's become such an Alpena staple, um, which is we're very humbled and proud of that uh, You know, Cabin Creek is just part of Alpena. It really is. It's part of Alpena. Especially like, downtown Alpena. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, whether it's, um, I think the Christmas parade is one of my favorite times down there. Love the Christmas <clears> parade. It's, That's it's like cold. My... You're cold. You want something warm. Get some, go get some hot chocolate. Yeah, but it's like, I think it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem with it is it's so busy that you're like, oh my God. You got to wait in line. But that's that's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. Same thing with Fourth of July or yeah, Fourth Parade. I mean, uh, we're slamming in there. It's, it's crazy busy. Um, but yeah, I love our parades downtown. I feel like they are always a good time. I remember the time you threw me a shirt. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. You like quarterbacked it. You, I was up in. <laughs> you did. You tossed it perfectly to me. Perfect spiral. I was up in the doorway of uh, the basket case. You know, sure that was Steve? That was Steve. I remember that because well, I caught I still had it. It's a blue. Well, he, it wasn't very far. <laughs> so the joke about so my friends is I can't throw a football very far. I can't throw it very well, and I can't throw it very far. So, um, but whatever. Yeah. It's here or there. That I'm was happy my, to hear you through it. Yeah. That was one of my first experiences with you, Steve. Was you tossing me that shirt? And I just remember feeling like a little kid, like <laughs> like I just. Well, like, I mean, I caught this shirt. Oh, parades! I love our parades. I, I like be, I, as much as I enjoy being in them and handing out candy and watching the kids because that's very gratifying. Um, I really enjoy sitting and watching. Oh, yeah. The problem is a lot of times, like you know, if somebody we're doing some function with work, and someone's got a. You know, I'm still the little man on the totem pole. So, <laughs> so you still got to do it. So somebody got to do it. So. And uh, um, did you see Remax's uh, float this year? Was that the polar bear? 
No, it was the one where they had the flame oh, coming out yeah, of the the hot air balloon. That was awesome. That was intense. Yeah, just a little side note there. I uh, <laughs> I felt like that was a very thought out, well uh, made float. Yeah, I. Oh, I don't know. That's a podcast, a whole podcast. <laughs> Our Christmas flow. <laughs> that flow gave me shingles. I have was so stressed out about that and it caused so much anxiety in my life because yeah. I felt the. It wasn't just me, but me and Jamie both felt the responsibility that we took on of presenting Santa to Alpina. Like, seriously, I, I broke out in a rash in my body. No way. So you second. physically broke out with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. At one point, I remember it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and I was just in so much pain. I mean, it was just like burning all over my body, half oh, the body. I told the person, I gotta go. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, uh, you know. They, so you guys made the float that Santa comes in on? This last year we did. Holy cow, that is a big. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> That's a big one. And now they've, um, they came out with a neat fundraiser to um, go auction it off, and now somebody's going to build it and blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool. So that's cool. I have an, I still have something on board for this year's Christmas break. Oh, do you? I got something planned. I'm not going to go. They may have, I mean, that's. I'm glad Santa gets another business to promote Santa. Yeah. That's awesome. But we got something up on our sleeves. We're not. We're right there. So Okay, very right. cool. Well, let's talk about the local basket case. Let's talk about the local basket case. So, I think we went a little long there. So, we're going to need to combine two things. Got and, it. And whatever else we want to tangent it on. So, okay. Because um, the local basket case... It's kind of crazy. My favorite thing about you is it seems like each item in that place, you know something about it, like who made it or where it's from or a little bit about it. There's some little antecedent you know about it, which I love when I go in there. <clears throat> it's like my favorite thing. Yeah, and that's something I really take pride in um, that roots from my Whole Foods era when I worked at Whole Foods was um, – you know, they really push product knowledge, where it came from, origin of it and all that. But um, I feel like it's really important to, you know, seeing that we support Michigan-made products, we should know exactly where it comes from, who's making it, um, how, just everything there needs, everything you would want to know about a product, it, we, we, we should know about. Mm -hmm. um, and going off that, my... Uh, uh, I have a future project where I'm going to uh, go around and uh, basically vlog with vendors that we have uh, within our store, uh, kind of giving you insights on, um, you know, how the product's made, who's making it, um, how long they've been in business. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that, that is my next, um, I've been, I've been watching so many, it's crazy. I've been watching, I, I, I really don't like saying vlogging. It sounds very trendy and hipsterish or something. So I, I was talking to my brother-in-law. He's, he's like, call it vlogging. Like, <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that a little bit more. It's better than vlogging. Yeah. Um, I know. You know? I really often thought, you know, I could have decided between a vlog or a podcast. Um, I thought they both had their advantages. Um, the thing that attracted me the most to the podcasting was there's a lot less production in it. You know, like there's a lot of production and I just taking a handful of photos, mm -hmm. maybe a short video or two. And I know what 
all the work you have to put in to really make that decent. For, for sure. A, for a one minute video, you really got to put you know a lot of work into it. And this, as you can tell, it's very relaxed. We were able to do it in an hour and a half. Not a lot of work. I know. Um, this is man. This is nice. This is relaxing. So, but um, <laughs> but to you know finish with your thought, that's awesome. But it'd be really. I mean, it, it's work. That's it, it, and it's work. I'm not afraid of. I I feel like. It's something that hasn't been touched. And I would love to see, um, you know, these vendors that work really hard on making these products get exposed yeah. and have people see what goes into it, the labor, the um, and the time, you know, the, the employees. I, I just I want to give everybody an inside look. Instead of me describing stuff, which I don't mind doing, mm -hmm. I'll do it every single day for the rest of my life, it would be cool to have a video so people can firsthand see who may not be able to get into the store, um, you know, where, where the clock came from or, you know, where that shirt came from. So, um, and I feel like with vlogging, <laughs> it's uh, kind of the future of um, uh, like marketing and getting the word out, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all social media, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, so I'm going to really kind of head the social media end of, uh, the basket case and, uh, see where I can go from there. Just to kind of grow it from social media is crazy. Social media is crazy. I feel like Facebook is now for like, like my grandma's on Facebook. My mom's all over Facebook. And now I feel like the younger generations are like, Oh, Facebook isn't cool anymore. So now they went to Snapchat and Twitter. So that's why we need to be behind Snapchat, which I don't personally have because I don't get it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 if I want to see a picture, I want to see it longer than 10 seconds. Yeah. I know you can snap or you can, but to me, that's creepy. Yeah. Instagram stories, you know, um, I guess we can pivot on social media for a little bit. Um, <laughs> and the only reason I know so much as I do. A lot of it is because it's what my wife does for a living. So, yeah. Um, Instagram stories is where it's at right now, or Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, Snapchat is cool still, I guess, but I personally just don't like it. But yeah. that's not to say that there's still not value in it and um, people do really well. But um, each format has its strengths. And, Absolutely. you know, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, but like Friday, I'm looking for my service manager. I'm running around and trying to find him. And, um, I come around and they're like, oh yeah, he's in Stumpy's stall. That's where he is. So I go to Stumpy's stall and I'm like, hey, where's Tim? And there's this lady there. And I'm like, and Stumpy's under this car. I'm like, hey, you guys seen Tim? I'm like, no. I'm like, and then it's really weird to have a customer with a service bay. It's not safe and you're not supposed to be there. But so I was just kind of uh, like, yeah. what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I think there's a cat in my car. I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I saw and that. And she goes, listen. She got real quiet and I said, you could hear him meow. I was like, wow, this is crazy. So Stump gets up and he grabs his drone and he started drilling out and you could hear it meowing in there. And it wasn't like a, a pain meow. It was like a, was like, hey, 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 out of here, meow. So Stuck I was in the like, car. Oh, I'm going to take this. This is going to be crazy. Yeah. And I was hoping it wasn't like mangled, right? Because that's like, <laughs> worst case scenario, I have this video of this mangled cat. Yeah. Well, it really has became something that we have never in a million years would have thought. It's like, last I knew, we were at almost 9,000 views. Wow. Of People will just, Stumpy pulling this cat out. And it wasn't just him pulling this cat out. It was kind of the way he, like, 
interacted with the cat afterwards, like, sure. you know, kind of like, hey, it's okay, little guy. And, yeah. Um, there's a crazy story that goes with the cat now, and it's just absolutely, like, nuts how social media can work that way, how you can. Absolutely. Um, our 100 Heroes campaign for the United Way. Mm-hmm. You guys came and donated a hundred bucks, and so did Brad. Brad actually made a ring when he came, but um, did you really? <laughs> I wish I would have done that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you did perfectly. <laughs> but um, but again, that was another thing where Allison just like, hey, you should just do it, and then whew, it just takes off. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I remember I absolutely loved when the snowstorm came, and you announced that you guys were closing. And your daughter is in the background. She wanted to talk about her, <laughs> talk about her new bedroom. Yeah, that, that you can't even recreate something like that. That is gold. That and that was our first take. I was just like, "Hey, Maddie, come here. I, I got to do a short little video to let the, let everybody know the store's closed." And she just went off on wanting to show people her room. And <laughs> I mean, I, I I have an adorable kid. I, I really do. I'm very grateful for that. So I want to, I don't want to overexpose my child though. You know, I, I don't want her to be all over the place when it comes to, um, you know, putting her out there, but I, she's definitely going to be in more local basket videos and I want her to. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't understand. I, I think that's respectable for you. Being for sure. Cognizant of it, but I mean, she's cute as a button. So I mean, you, uh, when, when you have, thank you. Um, <laughs> But, like, I really like how Jamie at Cliff Anschutz, mm-hmm. like, she puts her kids in, um, you know, photos and videos and stuff, but it's really respectful. Yeah. And it's, it, it's it's not, like, all over the place. And that's kind of what I want to do with Maddie um, is, you know, have her kind of, not the mascot because she's not, like, a dancing <laughs> horse or a dog or something, but kind of like a, yeah. the, oh, yeah. the little face behind the local baskets. Well, what you guys promote she falls into right so mm-hmm. you guys are a family-owned business promoting family-owned michigan items so absolutely it, it just you know kind of fits right in um yeah brad's niece and nephew are hilarious too brad's niece cracks me up i, I have a video of her trying to sell a cruise and she's talking about everything that she <laughs> likes it. absolutely not it's hilarious <laughs> yeah kids kids are adorable um and also, too, uh, we're going to get behind YouTube as well on the Basket Kiss. And that, that's where my Bender videos are going to kind of come into view. Um, but on YouTube, uh, little kids are are crazy about, like, the little um, – not YouTube because I, I make sure Maddie doesn't watch that, but the kids' YouTube um, – it's there's something behind it that I feel like I wish I would have invested in like videotaping or playing with toys because nowadays kids just want to watch other kids play with sand and open up eggs on YouTube on YouTube. Yep. And it's like, should I videotape Maddie watching kids on YouTube and then put it on YouTube? Just (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about something that I thought, when I think of your story, I think of all the cool Michigan stuff, obviously. Yeah. And right around your time, Michigan became cool. Came, yeah. And I thought, you know, that kind of goes in line with, I know, I know part of it was the Pure Michigan campaign, but Pure Michigan has been going on for a while. But it just all of a sudden seemed like it became cool to own Michigan gear. To have Michigan. And I, absolutely. It's, um, and I, I hope it's not a trend. I hope people are forever in love mm-hmm. with Michigan. Um, but it really helps with the way our state is shaped. 
because of the hand in the upper peninsula it, there's just so many creative outlets when it comes to designs with roots coming out of it or making it into a campfire you know you can't do that with ohio i just you know i wonder because i feel like i have this local biasness like <laughs> that i live in this michigan bubble so i don't really know what like i but i just don't know if other states do that type of stuff like i don't know if they I, I'm sure they do, but I, I just feel like Michigan, people are very proud in Michigan, first and foremost. People love coming from Michigan. People, you know, it's it's not an easy state to, you know, live in, especially in northern Michigan. Um, My buddy Al Forsyth has a joke, and he says, how can you tell if someone's from Michigan? He says, wait five minutes, they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's right. Like that. He's 100% right. Yeah, people, people will go off. People love to tell when well, you're Michigan, from for some reason they love to say, hey, I'm from Michigan. I'm it's from just, Michigan and we get a lot of snow and <laughs> I mean it's 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 one I, I love being from Michigan though personally going off on that. I mean it's awesome. Gets you to see all four seasons. Uh, it's it's a beautiful place to grow up. So um but yeah, Michigan definitely has become um trendy like we we we've started to mail out uh, quite a bit of stuff to people outside of Michigan, um, just from people who used to live in Michigan. Like people do not forget the roots when it comes to living in Michigan. People still want oh, yeah. to show everybody, you know, out in Colorado or in New York that mm -hmm. they're from Michigan. So um, we are online, so we uh, we have like an online store, so we uh, we send out quite a bit of stuff, but. Um, um. And you guys just moved your second location. We did. We moved uh, the East Tawas location uh, down the block um, to 114 uh, Newman Street. It's uh, right by the Chocolatier, if you know um, East Tawas. used to be the old book nook. Um, but it, it's it's in the um, kind of higher traffic area of downtown East Tawas. And when you're in a small town, you... I mean, location, location, location. If you're, you know, a you block a, over, nobody's going to be. You get two blocks in East Tawas. And you're just, you you're two, in the dark. Two blocks to the west, that's all you get. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's. And then after that, you don't. It's, yeah. So we moved our location, and that went very smoothly. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's open. It's going. Uh, Missy Reitler down there runs that location. She does an awesome job. Uh, have you ever met her before, Missy? I don't know. I've I've told you I've creeped on your Tawas store a couple times. <laughs> because when I when I well, well, you know I, <laughs> well when I heard that you guys opened a second location, my primary reason for driving down there is I wanted to support it because I like to support you guys. So we wanted to go down there, and even we just bought a bumper sticker. We just wanted to go down there and just somehow support see it. it. Sure. So I mean, that's what we did. But yeah. I mean, it's awesome, but it's just. It's weird to walk in a store where you see a lot of the same stuff, but you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I have a routine. If you're not there, there's a good chance Jesse's there. Yeah, you yeah, know? for and sure. So, like, you know, it's, not saying it's bad. Nothing. It's just, you know, you get used to certain things. Certain people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes, that's why I think Allison doesn't want to go to the back of the case because she knows Steve's going to talk to Griffin. Right <laughs> I don't know. I, we almost need to, yeah. Um, like have like a where we only talk to each other for like ten minutes, 
And then I let you go because I feel like I take up a lot of your time. Because I I, I could talk to you for days. Time's up. Just with a little silence. See ya. (laughs) See ya. See ya, Steve. And then you guys are building a new location. Yeah, this is exciting news. We got a new location um, in downtown Rockford, um, just north of Grand Rapids. I want to say like 20 miles or so. Um, but we were, uh, kind of on the fence for it for a while because that's really far away. It's not East Tawas where it's a drive, it's a day drive. You know, you can go down there morning, come back at night. Um, Rockford's far away. It's four and a half hours away. So, but luckily we have uh, family that lives there. So my aunt Molly and my cousin Emily will be running the show there. So we have, um, you know, family that will be overseeing everything and which really is a lot of, uh, stress and worry i mean you know we don't have to worry you don't have to put cameras up everywhere and make you feel like you're in a jail like it it will be ran by very loyal trustworthy people and uh we're keeping the family feel um you know i think uh at the best case in alpina like we have uh my future brother-in-law brian works there during the summer andrea works there um we keep it very family oriented and you know i've always heard don't work with family i would have to strongly disagree uh, I like my family. I like working with them. Yeah. You know, I see Molly every single day and, uh, you know, we're, uh, getting closer. I feel like as siblings, uh, because of working together, you know, she was always my older sister. Um, so she would, you know, always hard on me growing up and, you know, it was the older sister. So, but I feel like she's very business oriented and very good with numbers when, you know, I can talk your ear off and uh, make you feel welcomed. So uh, uh, combining our powers, I mean, really works. Yeah. So. I like it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I like I'm it. there all the time, so I just feel like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I, there's, for me, <clears throat> there's two things I do when I look at someone's car. First of all, I look at where, where they buy it. <laughs> and then I get, which I was told I'd do when I started, like, you watch when you start selling cars. All you'll do is look at where they bought it. Yeah. Which I didn't do it now. I can't help it. I'll look back in the car. I see if they bought it locally. And then if they didn't, you know, if they did buy it from us, I get upset. <laughs> and then if they didn't buy it locally, then I get mad. Like, <laughs> so, like, I can understand if you didn't want to necessarily buy it from yeah. us. I understand. But I, then I'll get really teased sometimes. <laughs> but I get it. You know, we do have a super revealer. I get it. I, I get everything out it works. Yeah. Well, but, um. The next thing I look at, though, to finish that thought is, I look at, see, usually there's a bumper sticker for you guys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's amazing how many vehicles in town have some type of your paraphernalia on the vehicle. Absolutely. And that's actually um, how I found this house, was I was going by and I saw your vehicle and I saw the Peace Love Michigan (laughs) sticker on the back. I'm like, that's that's Steve's car. Because I didn't know what what you drove, but I'm like, that's Steve's. And so actually, that's that's why you brought that up. As you can see, the Malibu is up front there oh, from Cliff Anschutz. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, One of the awesome. greatest cars I've ever had. <laughs> Malibu's are nice. Yeah, Malibu's are really nice. Um, yeah, so anyways, Rockford will be opening next month. Uh, if everything goes, knock on wood, smoothly. Um, but we're really looking forward to being on the west side of the state and kind of branching out and, you know, being – we love the east side. Uh but, uh, you know, the West side is definitely really cool too. So we want to, want to kind of spread the love and give people an opportunity, most importantly, to sell their, their Michigan made product in one location. I think 
the state of Michigan absolutely fascinates me. How the east side is very blue collar. <laughs> I mean, it starts. It, I mean, it even starts like up in the UP kind of. Mm-hmm. But it, it goes, you know, Alpena, and then um, Detroit, and you know, Saginaw, Flint. They're all very blue collar automotive. You know, like hardworking. You think factories and, and car. Not necessarily Alpena, but you know, we have a lot of manufacturing over here, like Sapporo and everything. Yeah. Then you push it over to the other side of the state. It's very like Traverse City, Petoskey. It reminds me of like a California, like um, like everybody's surfing or something. Grand Haven. <laughs> um, it says seventy five. It's like a, yeah, and it's, yeah. But dividing. I don't blame you guys at all for wanting to invest in that side of the state because yeah. it's so touristy. That's kind of what you guys do sell objects sure. to tourists. Absolutely. But me and the west side of the state got beef. <laughs> I don't hide it. I got nothing Me personally, it. I love I, I do love Michigan, but if I had to choose, yeah, the east side <clears throat> is um the best side. <laughs> you know, like I grew up in Alpena, I love Detroit. Um, you know, I, I I just I feel like it's kind of untapped. Um, it's not as populated and crazy and it's kind of, especially Alpena. I feel like Alpena is still kind of like a hidden gem. We're just finally starting to get exposed as a town and getting recognized, which is cool. Um, but I just, you know, as a business owner, this is kind of contradicting business. But I don't ever want to become like a crazy Trevor City. I mean, I don't want to get overrun with. I don't think Alpena wants that. I think the brain trust of Alpena and the planning is trying hard not to have that happen. I think they want to. You know, keep it simple. Keep it small. I mean, keep it unique and new for people and interesting for people wanting to come to Alpena instead of, you know, I've been in Traverse. I've been, I've been there, done that. And you know, like Alpena, I want to keep interesting and kind of quiet. Yeah, I'm. I mean, there's going to be some growth problems if it continues to grow. That's inevitable. But yeah, um, I think there's a good vision of what we want our town to kind of keep and stay at. And I think, you know. Um, some of the things I've learned from school is having that vision that kind of unites everybody to kind of work toward that common goal is really huge. So yeah. if we want to keep it kind of a small town feel, but, you know, have some of the, um, I remember I went to a GMA breakfast and uh, Claridge was talking and he was talking about some of the obstacles Alpena has mm-hmm. yet to, if you want to continue to expand. And one of the things he talked about was cell phone coverage is that oh. when these people come in town from downstate, they, you can't have an area where people can't be re- reached. So to some people that's attractive, but to a lot of, to, to the average person, what do you mean I can't use my cell phone? I can't like, use my cell phone. Yeah, it just so, cut my head off. Yeah. So like, it's just, it, was, it really opened my eyes to think like, so some of those are the things that you know behind the scenes that they were talking about working on is yeah. making sure we have 4G LTE in areas so where people are coming and visiting and they have, they have these, something to. You know, they're modern conveniences. So, yeah, I thought it was yeah. a good point. And there's some great minds uh, behind the growth of Alpena, too, that I've, I've gotten to know. Well, I'm sure with downtown. Uh, with downtown, too. There's some very uh, enthusiastic, creative people um, that are kind of behind the helm of what, what, what Alpena should be. So um, I feel comfortable, in, you know, with those people kind of in the driver's seat with uh, how Alpena is going to look and be. So, so I have to look forward to it. Once again, I've monopolized Brad's time. Yeah. And as I said a lot. But the good news is we're headed to our top five. 
Oh, so that way we can talk about Brad. Okay. Our Brad is to jump in. So, okay. but really, those first two seconds were all about you, and I just wanted people to know about you. And um, sorry, think, Brad. I'm a listener. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love local basket piece. Right. I love Cabot Creek. When we originally were talking about doing this pod, there was like a, I had like a wish list of I had about like twelve people instantly, and you were right. What one? The first people I thought of like, oh my god, I got verified because. Well, that is a great honor, Steve. Well, I really uh, not only that, that, I just when when you walk into your store and we look at like a mirror, and you're like, oh man, that those people are from wherever part of the state of Michigan, and the husband goes and collects the driftwood, and then the wife does it, and then and she does all this work. And I mean, <laughs> you told me such a great story about, like, what went into that piece. The Palestine. Yeah. yeah. What went into that piece in your story? I mean, my wife was in. That's why we bought it. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I'm glad I mean, you guys had a good experience. We talked about this with Eric on our second episode, Plugging Eric. Is that how consumer shopping habits have changed with like Amazon and all these? You can call and ship it right away and have it at your door. And, you know, I can order stuff from my Alexa. I yeah. can be like, Alexa, order me a motorcycle. So part of what drives, I think, yeah, part of what drives people <laughs> shopping now is the experience. Yeah, you know, having a positive experience, and you still have that Michigan end table. Yeah. You want? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do I want on that thing? I. It's the last thing I need. The last thing. So. I'm just glad Alexa didn't hear him ask that. So. Say what? Just glad Alexa didn't hear him. Oh yeah, because we we have oh. had Alexa jump in our podcast. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, we don't know how it happened. It happened last week. She yeah. just started talking to us. Like, anyway. <laughs> So Brad. All right. That was five that are live. Our top five lists. And this week we are doing our top five candy. Yes. And Griffin is super excited about this. I do. <laughs> All right. I guess I will start off. My number five is a strawberry Charleston chew. I know really? it's kind of weird, but you know what? For some reason I just love these things. Is, I did not know that about you. Yes, I love strawberry Charleston chew. It's a chocolate. And I love all Charleston chews, but the strawberry one is particularly very good. Really? Yeah. I don't like artificial fruit flavoring unless there's a two exceptions to that, and there are a couple exceptions, which I'll get to, but like like raspberry ice or strawberry ice cream, I don't like it. Like uh, fruit flavored coffee, I don't like it. I don't like any of that crap. So like, mm. I don't care. But that's awesome. I'm not certainly. That's amazing. I just didn't know. I'm just shocked because I didn't know that. So now, do you like it uh, room temperature or in the fridge? Ah, uh, it's like a little colder. A little. So, I don't. People think I'm crazy because I put chocolates in the refrigerator. Oh, I've heard of Snickers. You can do that. Yeah, but I put. I mean, all chocolates in the refrigerator because I like it cold. Yeah. Number five. My number five. Oh, my number five. Uh, Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Okay. Yeah. Solid pick. Allison loves Swedish fish. Loves. I've loved them since I was a kid. Um, and now I have Maddie hooked on them, which uh, she's three. So that's kind of a bad thing to have a three-year-old hooked on. But it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Swedish fish. Um, just a great overall snack that I've been eating since I was, like, seven. Number five for me is Skittles. Ooh. Um, 
really, for me, this is only – I really only like one candy. Um, I'm not a big sweets guy, but Skittles, you'll see me a lot with Skittles at sporting events because I believe a red bag of Skittles is good luck for my kids. So <laughs> usually, and it started way back when Jory would play, he, they were having a bad game. They were losing, which was really weird. And I, went and got, I was pissed off at halftime, halftime, went out, got a bag of Skittles, they came out and won the game. So what happens is there would be times throughout the, you know, Jordan, Jordan played sports for eight years. So there was times yeah. that I was strictly dieting and I would not touch those things, but then they would lose and I'd be like, piss on that. So. All right. My number four is M&M caramels. Something new on the market, but just, mm. I'm sure I would love them. Oh, they're delicious. I mean, I love caramel for some reason. But M and M caramels. I've had the crispy. I've had the peanut and regular, but I haven't had caramel. Yeah, the pretzel looks good. Yeah, I mean they just released in last six months or so. Oh really? They are, they are delicious. I'm gonna have to. Okay. It's like a blue bag. (laughs) I've heard of them, but I just we'll get to the reason why I haven't tried them yet. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My number four. Is that you, Steve? No, that's you. Uh, gummy bears. Just any kind of gummy bears. Not a particular type of gummy bears. Last year, um, for Christmas, Andrea got me a five-pound bag of gummy bears, and I ate it in three days. That's impressive. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, like I, I, I have no shame in it because, yeah, to eat five pounds of gummy bears in three days takes talent. It takes, takes, a, commitment, takes a level of commitment. It takes a man yeah. to eat. Five pounds of they, gummy bears in three days. So the, that size, it must have been the Haribo ones, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It was a big old bag, and I remember. Uh, it's a old bag. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so along your line for me, number four. Yeah. Sour Patch Kids. Um, Good one. Sour. Really, I'm going to tell you that Sour Patch Kids probably should be number two because I eat more <laughs> Sour Patch Kids more than any of the candy, primarily because Allison likes Sour Patch Kids too. Oh. So. I can eat a couple of them and then give them to her, or vice versa. She can eat a couple and then give it to me. So, so it's very you guys can very shareable candy because my That's number one, one she doesn't really like. So really, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. What Brandon <laughs> was my favorite candy. So he's just like, what not on my phone? But, um, so all right, all right. Number three is milk does. Oh, an oldie but goodie. Another caramel. Get stuck in your teeth and you just have it for hours. So it's amazing. Uh, my number three, I don't know if this is technically a candy, but I consider it to be is peeps. Okay, yeah, I'll do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. When, sugar, so. yeah, and I guess uh, I've done some research on peeps, and fun fact, it used to take 23 hours to make one peep. Now it takes seven minutes. Wow. But that was back in, like, I think the 20s or 30s or something, but it used to take that long to make one peep. I wonder how much you char- and they charge the same price. I don't know. I don't know. You would think with that much time, it would <laughs> just the amount of time for production it would cost a lot of money. But peeps everything. Like I found peep Oreos this year. Um, Andrea's uh, stepmom gave us a uh, bag of uh, peeps Oreos, mm-hmm. which I've never knew existed before, but it totally made my day. And I mean, yeah, peeps are. I look forward to Easter every year because of Peeps. That's awesome. Yeah, Peeps are great. I I love taking my pictures in Peeps just so I can say hey, this is Peeps. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I would like to try a Peep of the S'more. Oh, 
like maybe you know some more of the people yeah. and then because that's what I'm doing again um number three for me old Bugatti. it's my usually used to be my go-to movie theater candy which was goobers so it's just chocolate covered peanuts so yeah i do like sweet and salty so it's a good match yeah absolutely yeah right my number two is reasons oh. kind of a hard thing to explain but it's like chocolate on chocolate but like caramel too it has almost like yeah, a caramel consistency yeah. to them. Is it ra- it's not raisins in it, is it? No, it's just it's like a chocolate. They're called stork chocolate. Middle, cookies. yeah, with a chocolate covering. It's just, just a lot of chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate on chocolate. Yeah, it's like two different chocolate. chocolates. Yeah, yeah they're delicious. Uh, my, my number two is Reese's, but specifically the eggs. Like the peanut butter eggs? The peanut butter eggs. Oh, yeah. I For some reason, I know it's the same exact product. But they taste different. I am so you must just get totally psyched at Easter time, huh? Totally. Easter is like one of my favorite holidays because of the candy. I mean, I feel I like I, I rain candy on myself. <laughs> that and Halloween. I mean, uh, yeah, I I'm slowly becoming, I believe, a diabetic. But um, I love candy. I've always had a sweet tooth since I was a kid. Love it. But um, yeah, Reese's eggs in the refrigerator. My number two is nerds, only because from growing up, you know, you get a little thing with the two sides, and you have either grape or strawberry. And yeah. I mean, again, like I said, I'm kind of just my one, my two through five. I really don't care because I really only have one candy I really like. <laughs> so I mean, I love Reese's peanut butter egg cups too. Yeah. I really like those a lot. I thought about putting them on there, but I just thought we would go with you know. Strictly candy. Well, just like if I were walking into 7-Eleven right now and I were going to grab something. What would it be? This, would, this is what I would grab. And then the order of probably what I would grab. Yeah. And That's my number one is I. there's no other option. <laughs> it's what I get every time. If I want if I want a candy bar, it's what I get. So, so now with nerds, do they still do the two separate packages or is it? Well, they usually, now they seem mixed together now. But it used to be in the Because I remember, like, yeah. Well, Slide a bag of tabs. Yeah, I think yeah. Maybe it's the Asian in me that was kind of origami-ish. So maybe that's <laughs> maybe it was my fascination with it. All right, my number one is the Heath bar. Oh, nice. Yeah, good pick. Just put it in ice cream. Just eat it whole. There's so many things you can do with the Heath bar. I mean, Heath bar. Dairy Queen's probably still around because of the Heath bar. Probably. The Heath Bar has got Dairy Queen a lot. Yeah, you definitely could make that argument. Yeah. Big fan of Heath Bars, too. I like them. Um, my number one, it's been since I was, since I can ever remember, is Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's have been my favorite candy. For some reason, I just, and I still eat them to this day. It's like a guilty pleasure. I'll be at the store, and I'll just, like, subconsciously just grab them, put them in the cart. Um, but, yeah, Mike and Ike's, I, uh, Got this cute picture of Maddie putting one up her nose, which is highly dangerous. I don't recommend your kids to put candy up their nose. But I got, and it was totally, it was totally supervised. And I made sure it didn't go all the way up her nose. Um, but yeah, now Maddie really likes Mike and Ike's. Andrew, it's like you were saying, you can share it with everybody in the family. And everybody in my family really enjoys Mike and Ike's. So we keep them in our household all the time. I love they're good. Yeah. Uh, I prefer hot tamales over my guys. Oh, hot tamales are good too. But 
It's your list. So yeah, it's I'm, your list. I'm happy for you. My number one candy, which Brad knows, because when we play trivia, I'll beat an old man up for these. And um, Milky Way caramels. To me, there's nothing better than a Milky Way caramel. I love caramel, so I'm in on anything caramel. I'm in on it, but I especially like those. I probably actually like the mini ones better because. It's overkill. Yeah, it's almost too sweet, too much. So. Sure, one is just enough. But I mean, the, the kids at Scoops know. I get banned to put a ice cream with caramel. I mean, I just. <laughs> you just like caramel. I just love caramel. So. The bad thing about the little ones is that um, I feel like I eat like 20 of them. Because you're like, oh, yeah, they're really small. It's okay. Yeah. But <laughs> you're just one after the other after the other and then you look down and you just have your lap full of wrappers from these little ones so well i like that we did this five minutes live because you picked this out yeah right? I, did. I told you i was I like did. hey you want to come on you're like yes and i'm like we gotta pick out five and this is what you picked out um i was juiced i went and brad is like okay cool i can make that work so it was a good top five um and i didn't swear so that's good because last week's top five really upset me a lot it did it really it was uh, underrated or most overrated. overrated. Overrated things. So you swore. I was going to ask you, like, is this PG, PG 13? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been pretty good about it. We both have said a swear word or two, but I've already swore on this one. Yep. But for the most part, we've been pretty good about it. Sure, not. keeping it. Okay. Um, We've kept the F bombs. But that being said, last week, it was just mouth like a sailor. No. It was just one episode. One time, but one time. I had to let it go because they, they were ganging up on me. <laughs> they were ganging up on me. Yep. All right, everybody, that was our episode. We just want to thank Griffin for coming in and spending some time with us, telling us all about the. Cabin Creek and the local basket case, more about himself. I loved it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with the top five list. Yeah. It's probably one of the easier ones to put together. So yeah, I like to keep it simple, and I love candy. So I mean, that's just kind of went hand in hand with me. Um, I thought really quick. Side note: something that I was thinking of today is I got something that I wanted to say to get off my chest. And I thought if you guys wanted to say something just to get it off your chest, you're more than welcome to right now. And I just wanted to say that Kanye West, Kanye West College Dropout is one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. I decided that today. And the only reason I decided that today is because I was looking up for the song We Major because I wanted to send it to Brad. So I was feeling ourselves a little bit about this song. And I was looking it up, and I did not realize that that song was also on College Dropout. And I was like, then I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, seriously, this is one that I'm just amazed by that album. The more and the older, the further away I get from it, and the more crazy he gets now, makes me love it even that much more. Because it's like. There's a new Kanye. We didn't know anything about him. Yeah. So can't really judge him then, but no, it's just. And now he just gets crazy. It's kind of which, It's whatever. I mean, I think some, I think most of it's just to sell albums and yeah. stuff. But, like. That college dropout. I don't know if you're a big fan of that album, but I just wanted. To Is that the one with the bear on it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I just, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I feel a lot better. You just. You and if anything you guys wanted to say like that, it could be anyone. I just wanted to say that right now. Um. 
You don't have to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there was any, yeah, anything I'm venting up, but I was stewing on that all day. Well, since about three o'clock, two o'clock. This is about that one. Brian, uh-huh. I found out. Um, I'm a little mad that I I got a parking ticket today. <laughs> downtown which i should know better uh you know being part of uh, a business i shouldn't be parking but it's just something about it that makes me want to pull my hair out that i have left um but yeah that's the worst thing that i've been stewing about though that's not too bad yeah right yeah. uh i guess i want to get off my chest why does lebron james always cramp in the playoffs all the money he spends on his body from taking care of it, you would think he'd be able to not cramp playing basketball. Maybe he should stop doing Sprite commercials and start promoting water or Powerade or Gatorade. Bananas. And, Something. In LeBron's defense, I'm going to guess, it's probably like he doesn't play as hard or as many minutes in the regular uh, season. So, yes, yeah. he does. In the postseason. Uh-huh. But I really don't know what's going on with him. Every year, he cramps in the playoffs. I understand him flopping. You would think he would do some kind of study on that. Like, hey, I'm paying you money. Stop making me cramp. Yeah. And there, with as much money as he makes, there has to be something out there that uh, would help him not cramp. You would think so. A doctor of some sort. Well, you know what's my favorite thing? Is when we watch the NCAA tournament or just college basketball, yeah. and then there's an 18-year-old kid cramping. Like, kid, let me tell you something. If you're cramping now at 18, you're gonna your be, life is yeah. over. So let me tell you what's going to happen to you when you hit 35. You're, you're going to think about that. Cramp when you're 18 years old, you're going to laugh at it. Yeah. That's just, I thought about that yesterday when during the game, and they said, they, oh, he went back to the locker room for cramps. Like, I just thought, man, that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to almost start a borderline segment some. I just want to get it off my chest. If I didn't know I wanted to spring it in the beginning and the end. I was just like, you know what? Get it off your chest. I feel get a lot better. Okay. I feel a lot better already. I feel good. Do you too. feel better about talking about LeBron like that? I do. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he is what he is. Oh, so next week, mm-hmm. um, it's just me and Brad. Okay. We're going to kind of regroup. Talk a little bit about maybe what we've learned in this podcast. Um, I have my final interview with my my last college meeting thing. I'm literally going to do that at seven. Okay. And then I get done with that, and then I'm going to sit down and do a pod with Brad. Cool. Just kind of regroup and kind of look back on. Yeah. Because this is this is the seventh podcast. Uh, this is episode six, so yeah. next week will be seven. Okay. We're going to have a great hip hop debate. Awesome. I think, or R&B, I don't know, maybe both. Who had the better run? And then, I don't know. That might be it, because those two things... It will probably take you, like, two hours. It can just get out of control. By the time we do, you know, what's going on in the world at the time, and then, you know, a top five list. What do we do in our top five? I don't know. I think we need to say on that someday. Well, how about this? If you're listening to this... I'll hopefully have this up tomorrow afternoon, so Tuesday afternoon. So if you guys are listening, you can get us any ideas for a top five list. I know we've had a couple. Let's let's do doogies. So let's do top throwback jerseys. Can you handle that? I can. I'll get five. Let's just do sports five top five sports jerseys. Who mm-hmm. like whoever you want or whatever it can be. Cool. So we'll do that, and we'll do the old 
white green with the Sonics number 40 1995 playoffs when they upset the no that's when the Nuggets upset their that's Sonics are I think those are new logos you gotta go like early yeah. 90s yeah early 90s Sonics number 40 number 40 and uh, Gary Payton was number 20 I'm just thinking about our jerseys already alright we've went on too long <laughs> yeah we went on too long sorry <laughs> alright I just wanted to mention there's a 5K this Saturday. It's called Break a Lake 5K. It's the benefit Thunder Bay Theater. Uh, registration starts at 8 at the theater, and the run starts at 9. I think they'll be doing the Heritage Trail again. It's $10 for adults and $5 for kids and students. So if you want a nice little activity or nice little walk or run, just come on out and help support the Thunder Bay Theater. I really love it. And I'm selling bracelets, firework bracelets, from 10 to 12 in front of Neiman Saturday on my birthday. Awesome. Well, I'll go down state, and I'm not. So this Saturday is my birthday. I'm even more of an old man than I am now. <laughs> That's all I got. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, thanks for coming. That was awesome. Thanks.